Listening to Roar, powered by LT Gray. Welcome to the Tiger Den. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you ready for prom? Friar Tux in Windsor have you covered from head to toe so you can style up for prom. Friar Tux has 60 plus suits and tuxedo styles from edgy to bold to create your perfect prom look. Friar Tux also offers a prom discount and best price guarantee. Visit FriarTuxDance.com for the nearest store locations and to view the prom style lookbook. Windsor will get your prom ready this season with their collection of chic dresses and glamorous gowns. Visit windsorstore.com for their latest prom edit with on-trend looks to coordinate with your date. Plus, Friar Tux and Windsor will also donate cash back on our school if you're, if you're using fundraising code VHS000014. Offer valid in any stores, only at Friar Tux and Windsor. Hi, welcome back to Roar, powered by El Tigre. This is Mignon Kim, and... Uh, you're here with Roberto Ruiz, <laughs> uh, your favorite photographer for El Tigre. Have you seen the covers? That's me. Speaking of covers, uh, we just came out with a new edition today. This was the summer edition and our final physical print copy um, up until the yearbook. Um, so be sure to check that out. It'll be available within many classrooms, as well as the library, as well as the front office. So, um, Roberto, uh, thanks for joining me here today. Um, how's your day been? Pretty good. Pretty uh, good. Busy, as usual. Of course. Starting to work on a new cover, actually. It's pretty fun. Can this we... time, we're not doing photography. It's illustration, which is a whole can of other worms. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a highlight there for you guys, but... I don't think we're going to be talking much more about that until it comes out. <laughs> so, um, Roberto, can you just introduce yourself as in what you do beyond photography here for El Tigre? So, basically, obviously I'm a student here at Valencia. It'd be kind of weird if I wasn't. Uh, what I do besides photography and El Tigre is I do a bunch of the editing for some of the articles as well. Uh, usually, I'll get thrown at them at the like once they're done, and I'll like try to spice it up a bit, make it like within journalist journalistic integrity but at least more fun to read and not as just a, a little heading and something that's like oh okay whatever yeah you definitely come up clutch for me when i send you those at 6 a.m and tell you to edit okay. those in first period you can do <laughs> that that's anytime. a bit of yeah of my bad on the not keeping track of deadlines but um can you just talk about where you kind of got that experience from because this is your first year in el tigre yes. right so it's kind of weird how I joined halfway through the year and all of a sudden it's like, boom, here's all the giant tasks. Uh, my experience with photography has gone way back. I've been doing it since I've let, I was like maybe, what, 10? And obviously, if I were to look back at photos I've taken when I was 10 year old, I would be really considered, I would consider just deleting it right then and there. Don't want to see those photos ever again. What was I thinking? No clue. And then same with writing. I look at back on my past writing and I'm like, why did I write that? where's the grammar? What, what do you think really got you into like those first few photos or like, you know, those f first few sentences of like actual journalist writing? I feel like it just might be my constant exposure to the internet, always looking at photos, always wanting to know what else is there to photos. Oh, 
there's this. And then I realize I actually like this new subset of photos and this new style. And then same with writing. I t I'm not a big like person on like fiction and everything. So I've always seeked out more like commentary, uh, nonfiction. There are some fiction books I really like. One of them is uh, Do Androids Dream of Electronic Sheep, which has inspired the Blade Runner movies, which highly recommend. Uh, yeah, recommend them a lot. Um, so for like photography, do you like have like certain mood boards or like websites that you go to to kind of like base what you like focus on? Surprisingly, it's actually movies. Blade Runner movies. is one of my favorite movies specifically for the videography and even just like taking a still of it, it's like, wow, that's really amazing. The composition is perfect. And sometimes I try to emulate some movies in my photography. Uh, my photography sometimes goes against the grain. A lot of people like to do like blurry out of focus, bokeh, which is like a really blurred out background. I'm more of the opposite. I like doing street photography. I like doing very everything's in focus. And that comes with a bunch of challenges because everything's in focus. You have to be mindful of everything in the scene. So what I've learned is I shaped my entire style around that to where I realize I can focus on certain things and realize that certain subjects don't work. Like portraits for me, I have to like rewrite my entire style to just focus on a portrait, but like my active day-to-day -day photography, I, have, I actively avoid portraits. I actually, most of my photos, if you see people in them, they're super small and I put them like against the scale of a building to like signify they're not the focus. Look at something else. Mm. So how was that how was that Venice trip that we had earlier this year for you then? Uh that was actually pretty fun because I was I was actually playing with a new camera that I bought, an old film one. Oh boy, that was an experience, but it was really fun. And I got to play around with that because doing the covers for the El Tigre magazine, I was only focusing on portraits and I never got to do any of the photography with for like the subjects in the magazine getting to just be my, myself with my camera. I gotta like take photos I really like and I gotta do a bunch of the, not taking portraits per se, but taking por pictures of people in an environment. And it's pretty fun. I gotta experiment uh, with black and white photography, color, it was really, really fun. Would highly recommend doing it again. You know, I feel like whenever I see you, you're always carrying some kind of film camera or like a, a, just a, like a modern day camera. Mm -hmm. um, how many cameras do you have in total? Oh. That is a good question. I think I have in total about either 12 or 13. 12 or 13. Jesus. It is a problem. I do think it's an addiction at this point. I'm not ashamed to say it. It's a fun addiction. Very expensive. Uh, a camera for like film, maybe it's like sub thousand, which isn't too bad in terms of cameras. Cameras are expensive no matter what, but digital cameras these days, if you want something that's really good, either buy a phone, which is like close to a thousand these days, which is like, oh my God, so expensive. Or you get a dedicated camera, which is usually above a thousand dollars if you want something that's a little bit nicer and does something a little bit more than your phone. Uh, phone cameras, on the other hand, unless you're actively searching out for rare cameras, they're gonna be below a thousand dollars, but where it bites you is the film. Film price is going up so much. One roll of film I bought like a couple of days ago, 20 bucks. It's oh ridiculous. my gosh. And that's just the film. Yeah, that's yeah. not even processing. Processing it is, is yeah. 10 bucks. And yeah, then that's crazy. I've set, like, scanning is really expensive if you ever go into film photography. So I bought my own scanner, which saves me about like 10 bucks per roll on developing. So I usually pay like, what, eight bucks to develop one roll. Wow. There's actually a really good new film lab uh, in Orange County, or in Orange actually, called Rewind Film Lab. Amazing people, love them. 
They are great. They have really cheap prices, and they get their film developed really fast. Do Do you think you're going to be continuing this on towards like the future? Then I feel like I won't pursue a job in photography or writing or anything like that. But I will continue as just like a little fun thing on the side. Uh, it's always fun to have something to do besides your actual like work because going to college that's going to be soul draining. But at least having that little tiny camera in my bag that I can just take with me and just relax and forget about life and just take some photos, it's pretty fun. And I'd recommend if you, the audience, try to find a hobby that you really like to like take your mind off stuff, even if it's just like watching a movie, do it. It's so much fun. And focusing all your attention on just tasks, tasks, tasks gets you gray hairs. And I sport a couple of them and it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun, especially with your experience here. And I think um, the work that you've shown for here, considering the time you've basically been here, which was like what one semester? Yeah, just yeah, one semester. One just semester through the year. Yeah, but we've gone through almost three publications now fully. Mm-hmm. And to give scope to how impressive that is, um, we usually try to aim for one or two publications a semester. If if you know, in a year. I mean, in our comeback, like, it's been a rough process of transitioning back, but I mean, I think we're getting to that point where we're kind of growing and developing at at Mm -hmm. this point. Um, I know that you have a lot of inspiration behind movies such as Blade Runner. Do you know any other, like, cinematography styles that you really were impressed by? Oh, a bunch of them are the A24 movies. I love Ari Aster's uh, Midsommar. That's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful movie. It's a horror movie, Yeah, but it's in the daytime, which is a really good twist and it shows it's like there is so much beauty within the cinematography that it does play a part in the story just alone and if you can like master composition and just getting to tell a story through your photos or videos it comes a long way and that's what I try to strive a lot of the photos I take sometimes are just meaningless snapshots but they do serve a purpose of like hey I traveled to this place and I remembered it uh, but sometimes I do thought, like try to thoughtfully look for photos that I, and compositions that I want to do. A lot of them tend to revolve around flowers, and some of them revolve around architecture. It just depends. But as going back to the movies part, uh, A24 movies, they're great. Highly recommend them. Uh, worth the money. Do what you can to watch those movies. They're, they're very niche about their cinematography, I yeah. feel like. I feel like that's, like, something that they especially put a focus on. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite A24 films, um, The Green Knight. I know, I know it got a lot of, a lot of criticism for yeah. it being a three-hour movie when it could have definitely been Shorter. a two-hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something undoubtable about the lighting that you get from it. Yeah. And even I, as a non-photographer, can really see through that. Yeah. I think that speaks wonders. And then there's also another, what is it, a director that I want to mention, Wes Anderson. He right. makes amazing, amazing, uh, what is it, like compositions, movies, and everything. Uh, one of the movies I really like is uh, the Buddha, I forgot what it's called. The, the Buddha, Grand Buddha Festival. That one, yeah. yeah. That one's so fun. And they play around with the colors, which I always love to do. Sometimes getting like the perfect colors isn't the best. Surprisingly, it sounds weird that, oh, you want like colors to look good. Sometimes you need to play around with an image and sometimes the mood of an image is really influenced by the colors. And you can have like bring a really dull image, play around with the colors a bit, and all of a sudden you have this amazing image. It works wonders. Um, if I was to just give you a quick question in terms of like what you think is more important, 
um, really expensive top-notch gear or do you think it would be, or what do you think would be like the other side of that kind of argument? I do think gear does play a role in your photos. It isn't the major role. Obviously your creative eye is the best part of photography. It is what gets you photos, but your camera is a tool and you need to treat it as a tool. I look for certain cameras in my photography. I don't try to actively search out for an expensive camera, but if it tends to be an expensive camera, I am willing to pay that little bit of extra to know that I'll actually save this camera and use it all the time. One of the cameras I use is the size of my palm and I take that everywhere. And yeah, it was a little pricey compared to other cameras that could have done the exact same job, but for it to be so small, meaning I can take it anywhere, that's infinitely better and so worth the money so much more than just buying a little camera somewhere else. Yeah, I think that's some really interesting insight, especially for um, someone like me that's tried to get into film photography, done like one roll of film, mm -hmm. and it costed me like $30. And I was yeah. like, wow, that's really, really um, expensive for just personalized photos. It's a shocker. Yeah, and then I just go back to iPhone and I'm like, you know, it's the, it seems like the same memories yeah. to me. I feel like I never can find a camera that will truly fit my needs. There are things where it's like, oh, I wish it was smaller. But then I look at the photos and I'm like, maybe I needed a bigger camera for this because cameras do play around with the way you take photos. And it's like, should have taken this on like a Polaroid. Oh, well. Yeah, that's that's definitely more of a photographer insight, yeah. I feel like. Um, never truly satisfied. Yeah. You just got to accept it. <laughs> um, Roberto, thank you for being here. I mean, it was, this was a great conversation. Yeah. I think you showed a lot of insight to the audience. Yeah, it was of, a pleasure to share everything I know, yeah. even though it was not much. All right. Um, thank you for listening. This is the end to our episode, and we'll see you next time. See ya.